playing flanker, playing flanker on offense, it was like a second, like a second, because I'm I'm a running back. I've been a running back since seventh grade. You see the holes. All you're looking at is the holes. Bro, like the transition for me was easy athletically, but IQ suck. Listen. I listen, my, my Reds teammates are gonna be mad at me if I didn't tell this story, okay? Let's go. I think the minute I stepped on our practice field for rugby, the calling happened. Uh, an eight year plan to be on the team. And I was in it within two years. Don't wait until you are a pro to be a pro, right? And I walk around with a rugby ball sometimes and they're like, what is this child on? It looks like it was a heavy. It's up. It's not up. You know, that's the first time I played like professional. I'm making rugby money. How can I make money outside of it? And those two Scottish guys, and I said, oh, you're um, you're here for the movie. That rugby is a game for all shapes and sizes, all cultural um, aspects. He looked at me and he says, you guys are awesome. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another great episode of Grow Rugby. My name is Gift Gift Time Ibelu, and this is a show where we speak to people about the opportunities that they have found, created, or taken advantage of via rugby. Guys, ah, what a tough weekend that we had this week. Man, like, uh, from, from a USA overall standard, it uh, wasn't the hottest week. I think last, on uh, Thursday, Friday... Uh, officially, Madison Hughes decided to step down as captain and as a participating member of the USA Rugby Men's Sevens team, which is always tough. You know, we're going to miss the chin and that neck. It was the chin, the neck, and then the man bun, you know? Yeah, it's, is it a USA Rugby team without that combo? <laughs> oh, but no, we lost him. And then, of course, the the harsh mess that was known as the USA versus Canada game. If you guys got a chance to watch it. Uh, not the greatest performance for the USA, which would have been all right, except for the fact that it was one against Canada, and we lost to Canada for the first time since 2012 in 15s. Uh, and number two, it was a Rugby World Cup qualifier. Another big loss, and which means we're going to be taking a longer path. But three on a positive, you know, we we get to uh, play them again, and you know, try and see if uh, we we establish our either a repage movement or, uh, you know, maybe we get some back some of these points so that we can match it up. But uh, not not the greatest setup. Not the greatest setup. Like, uh, 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 we got to do better. We got to do better. I don't know why my hair is doing that. But we got to do better. We got to do better. But on a plus side, shout out to Alicia Washington. Um, she is a USA Rugby member, New York uh, Rugby Club member but most importantly she just got her first game as a Worcester uh Warriors women over in the uh English Premier League for rugby for women so congratulations to her and of course congratulations to all the teams that are now getting a chance to start playing rugby more consistently especially at the collegiate level because uh it's nice to be back it's nice that it's back, man. So congratulations to everybody who's gotten a chance to do that. You know, you guys guys are getting a chance to breathe. I mean, you know, who's gonna knows what's gonna happen with the Delta variant and all that. I know we're not hopefully we don't go into another quarantine situation, but for now, uh until said otherwise, let's be happy and just be able to consistently get that. Guys, 
I have a really awesome guest for you guys today. This one's a little different. You know, sometimes it's you, you, you like to come back to the grassroots elements of it. And you got to love people who have personality, especially in this rugby industry. This is a guy I've gotten a chance to know over uh, the last few, last year or so, last year and a half, uh, through a Facebook group known as uh, the BIPOC uh, Rugby Group. Um, but this guy's a dude who's been hitting a lot of energy coming out of Dallas. Uh, he'd only been playing rugby for four years, but has already been moving around. I uh, created, uh, uh, went and involved himself in a, a, a meetup group for rugby, which is kind of wild because, you know, we always think that the meetup is going to be at like a sevens tournament or something like that. But this was literally just like rugby people meeting up, but not within a rugby atmosphere. It was kind of very, very. Um, well, I mean, very digital, digital uh, socialization, you know, you got to love it, 2021. Um, but it's a dude who's been mad excited, got a really interesting life. And uh, I, I think it's really emblematic of the early stages, especially of rugby and the development of seeing uh, how people enter into the sport in with such vision and such uh, ideas and excitement that we want to be able to cultivate, whether it is, you know, a kid youth level or whether you're talking about adult club. But he plays for the Dallas Reds, uh, been a former football player, turned rugby player, just a ball of energy, loved it. Uh, talking about my guy, Brandon Davis. Man, it's going to be a great episode. You guys are going to really love it. Just, 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 this is one of those where you get to just enjoy. This is where you enjoy. You know, it's Labor Day. It just was Labor Day. Technically, Labor Day would have happened the day before I post this, so... You know, I'm, I'm, yeah. So, you know, it was Labor Day weekend. You know, again, it's relax. You know, sometimes you want to get some, get some candy with that meat and salad, you know, and this is going to be some good candy, great information, great talk, really great idea. Uh, you know, brought some solid, really, really legitimate, <laughs> fun times and conversation. So I hope you guys enjoy this one. And please, I just wanted to quickly say, please, if you guys have gotten a chance, please don't forget to like, subscribe. And hit that notification button if you're on YouTube. And if not, hit that notification button on your Apple Podcast, Amazon Music, Spotify. Uh, just subscribe. Like, we want to be able to continue to get these names out, be able to continue to show different forms and just enjoyable conversation, y'all. Like, that's what this is about. Just enjoyable conversation with rugby people. Can't even be like real rugby people because we all basically grassroots. This is we haven't really gotten to that point where it's like, oh, it's the elite levels here and here. Everybody's just mad down to earth. Just mad down to earth. And that's that's what it's about. So I hope you guys go ahead and check out some of our past episodes as well, too. If you haven't now, do it after this episode. And if you have, you know, make sure to check to see if there's other episodes that you guys haven't gotten. But uh, we'll definitely go ahead. You can, if you're not on our YouTube, go ahead and like us on YouTube at YouTube, youtube.com slash Gift Time Rugby Network. And of course, like I said, uh, check us out on all our uh, podcast audio streaming services. We out there. We out there hard like that. But guys, I don't want to hold you guys up anymore. Oh, I do want to hold you guys up one more time because I need to throw down the commercial. Check down below. Green Geeks. Definitely the number one server for creating websites or any digital products, e-commerce stores, whatever. I'm not here to talk about Squarespace and talk about Wix because those are I don't like them. I don't like them. But Green Geeks 
is not a website, but it is a server, and it allows you to be able to do what you want, how you want it, with as much space as you want it at a very affordable rate. I use it for my websites, plural, and it basically I just feel like I got autonomy over it. And the pricing is amazing. We're talking about $4.99 per month. Do it at a yearly basis. You're talking about 60 bucks a year to basically post whatever it is you want. I definitely want you guys to have the time, especially if you're building up for your own branding within rugby or your own store, self-sustainability, fundraising. It doesn't matter. Utilize Green Geeks. And you guys can check out the link down in the description to be able to get a percentage off almost, actually, this is almost more than almost 60% off for your first year, and then just just know what it fully is about. So just hit the link in the description below. And, of course, please check out Rugby Outlet Mall. This is where we actually, another site that is actually hosted off of Green Geeks, utilizing the WordPress uh, website. But you guys, we are trying to just continue to change and hold culture. We're set, putting up our stuff and things for you to be able to remember and set in so guys go check out rugbyoutletmall.com check out some of our our stuff out there because we're bringing in so much more we're coming up on the last days of our current stock before we redo the entire thing redo it all sending it all out this is day one people stuff all right day one people stuff and you guys can use product code grow rugby for 20 percent off all products uh, under Gift Time Rugby Network and more. So it's actually everything. So, guys, I hope you guys enjoy it, and I'm not going to hold it off any longer. This is the le- wonderful, the awesome Brandon Davis. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another great episode of Grow Rugby. My name is Gift Gift Tame Baylor, and we got a very, very I, very B, very super P, the super person person. Yeah, there we go. Getting it right onto the podcast today. Brandon Davis. Bro, Brandon, thank you so much for coming to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm 31, single, no kids, okay, credit. What's up? Let them know. Let them know. Okay. okay. This is this is stellar above average average. This is what we want. Okay. <laughs> above average. Above, above average average above average. All right. Yes, sir. All right. We do it with unapproachable. That's what we want. All right. We it's approachable. But he's got that ish. So don't underestimate this brother right now. <laughs> But yeah, look, Brandon, man, I love it. Thank you for coming on the show. I always like to start off, obviously, whenever how we get to know people. And, you know, for you, obviously, it has been the BIPOC group. That has been a group that has, ironically, since quarantine, been far greater, greater. of a, a reward in terms of connection and network than I probably could have ever imagined. Good? Oh, no, I'm... Don't right, worry, so this is why we don't do this live. This is why we don't do okay. it live. So we get we get these out of the way. We good. <laughs> no, no worries. But yeah, you know, seeing you through BIPOC, seeing your energy like wildly. Now I see you, this man out here doing freaking social media meetup groups in rugby, which changes it to a whole other level. Out here doing black rugby rocks out here in Atlanta. Of course, it would be Atlanta of, of all places. <laughs> so like. 
Yo, we had to, like, whenever you came up, you were like, yo, can I be on the show? I was like, all right, let's see this. And then when I saw you were doing all that, I was like, okay, this dude's bringing a different energy. Like, yo, you you bring a different energy. And I like that. It's not even not even so much different. It's a familiar energy. It's an energy that I can vibe with, man. And that's that's what it's about. Hey, interlocking special connection. You know, you gotta have that spiritual connection. I feel Amen. you. I love your energy. I gotta match your energy. What you matching? <laughs> it's only right. You know what I mean? It must be. It must be. It is the it, it is the balance of the things. All right. Amen. <laughs> oh, well, I love it. I love it. Well, look, man, you know, uh, I, I, as I go in every show, I always say it's always important to know every superhero's origin story. So, Brandon, for you, are you ready for this question? Lay it on the gift. You are gift to my Let's gift. Let's go. Brandon, <laughs> tell me, how did you get started in rugby? Well, basically this. Honestly, uh, I had a homeboy, his name Markel Pearson. Um I played football with him at Cedar Hill High School here in Dallas, outside of Dallas. And nice. I'm like, I just came back from arena football. Just came from arena ball. And I was basically saying, I, I didn't know what else to do. I was like, I'm kind of done with football. I'm like, I, I can't believe I'm actually done with football. Word. So my home tell me, hey, Brandon, come back to play rugby. I'm like, rugby? I'm like, bro. <laughs> Like people don't play rugby. Like, no, that's good. That's what I Look, I told people. People don't realize that that's been a real phrase that we always get, in, in particular within the community. It goes, "Yo, hey man, you want to come?" To, I remember. I remember. Sorry to interrupt you. I remember when I back in the day when I was single and not fianced and everything. Hey baby, I love you very much. So this is it's old stories. All right, old stories. Don't 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 go against me. But I was trying to talk to one girl and I was trying to invite her over to a game. She was like, "What?" Rugby, rugby a white people sport. I'm not gonna go yeah. see rugby. Yeah. <laughs> I still get talked to about right now. I still get it. Like they were like, "Bro, Brandon, you play rugby, bro?" Like, like tell me, like some, yeah. So some of my, some, I ain't gonna lie. Some of my friends from the inner city. I'm not mm. gonna say hood, but some of my friends from the inner city. They like, bro, what are you doing? But when they come out to come watch me play, they like, bro, say, bro, Whoa. oh god, bro, I'm about to get that, but but they ain't got pads though, B. They ain't got pads. Bro. I don't know. I might have. I might have to. Yo, I'm, huh? I'm telling you, I feel like this is the communal statement, and if we, it literally always it will start off, yo, what are you doing? Black people play rugby. They crazy. Yo, you don't have pads. Yo, I'm not gonna hurt myself like that. And then I'm not like, getting paid for it. I'm not getting paid for it. I'm not getting paid for it. Trust me. My mom right now is telling me, I told you so you were gonna get hurt in rugby. You're gonna mess up your job. You ain't getting paid for it, Brandon. I understand why you doing that. I'm like, because it's fun. I can't just honestly, I can't just work a job and and, and that's it. I right. have to have hobbies. I right. am an energetic person, as you already know, Gift. Yo, I'm an energetic person. You can't, you can't be holding that inside. Like it doesn't do well. Exactly. Just trying to that's that's so that that's so wrong. God would be so mad at me if I did that because He created me like this. You're like, yo, He gave you all this good energy. You're not even gonna use it. You're not gonna use it. You get it. You get it. Bruh. No, no. You know what the other part is, and I love that you had said this at the beginning. Thirty-one, right? 
So it's the same thing. I, I've been hearing since, you know, obviously since kid, kid, kid. Like when you get 30, everything slows down. You get injury prone or like you're, you, you're going to feel slossish. And you see all the memes that go into 30. Like, ah, man, everything shut down. Bro, whenever you turn 30, you're 31 now. So second year, I'm 35. Have you felt your energy really drop? No. No. Have you felt like you slowed down on anything really? After my Achilles, yeah. Okay, that's a different situation, all right? We got freak situations out here. After my Achilles, yeah. Yeah, Keep after my river. Achilles injury, I basically, like, honestly, that was the hardest three months of my life. Right. I had to sit down, be on bed rest. I've never had a major injury before. This was yeah. actually my first. I've been playing sports since I was six years old. Word. All until now. So I've never had like a major injury. So this was my first major injury where I couldn't go nowhere. Dang, it man. was it was a mental battle. I could actually say that. But you know what? It's probably one of those things where as much everything has gone well in athletically for you and to be able to see what you can do to be able to pull out from it has such a longstanding benefit down the line. Because yeah. like now it's just like, okay, I know this. I understand this struggle. Not, but I'm not going to let it be my fear factor from this point. Exactly. Like right now, like I'm so mad right now. Like my seven squad is in the national tournament. They're going to Seattle yeah. right now. So, you know what I mean? It's just, I just, I just haven't really been to practice. I've been just working, but I've been rehabbing like crazy. Like, honestly, I've been seeing how much rehab costs. I'm like, no, I got Planet Fitness and I got YouTube. So I just YouTube that much. <laughs> So no, <laughs> no. <laughs> inner city <laughs> medical life. That's <laughs> true. It's true. true story, man. That that rehab is is no joke, man. I, I've done it only for small things like like thigh and muscle, little muscle injuries that last the way longer. But bruh, like when you ain't got insurance, like it, it, they don't play. Like oh god, no. They should be like Canada just give up free health insurance. <laughs> I'm telling you. Like, I speak like Canadians are so nice. <laughs> Look, don't believe that lie, man. Don't 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 let oh, that yeah, don't yeah, let yeah. that demeanor fool you, okay? Listen, they, they, that's how they get you. They say, oh, we got free health care. Oh, we're gonna be nice. And then bop, bop. They want to start getting all cocky about having border walls against the US and, and uh, stuff. Shira, Shira Robertson, that's you, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> Stand up, Miss Canadian. Miss so, Canadian. So for the audience out there, another BIPOC uh, group member, BIPOC rugby group member, just, oh, yeah. just like you know, Canadian. Actually, I don't know what she plays in Canada, but I know she's Canadian and she plays in Canada. And she's actually pretty significant in Canada as well as a player. So, yeah. Oh, so she got pulled like that. Okay. I think, I think, I think I've heard. I've, I've heard stories. You, you know, I got to keep my ear on the grape, down in the grapevine. I, I think that's how the phrase go. I'm well, in the grapevine. I grow out of the grapevine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but no, man. Like that's that's. I, I love. I love the fact that it's it it, it you, you know it. Like I, a lot of people will always talk about the fact of like playing rugby and the dangers or whatever the perceived dangers. And look, any freak accidents can happen. So I don't consider your Achilles to be something of the norm as opposed to it just be a situational thing. But outside of that outside moment, of you, you get this idea of like, oh, is rugby going to be too wild? And you're like, nah, man, this thing is like, I like for me, I remember one of the biggest reasons why I was able to keep that I, I played was, I mean, could I play sports, but not to the extent that you did, but I played football and then I 
did a little bit of sports stuff for college, but nothing really real. But um, but it, it was something in the being able to feel like you're still in college despite living an adult life. Like you get to play. There's this this purpose. There's this funness. There's this levity. Getting to meet people, having a reason to travel. Like honestly, rugby gave me a reason to travel that I probably would not have oh, had. God, half the time. Like honestly. I play for Dallas Reds. We're one of the oldest rugby clubs in the United yeah, States. Yeah, for the record, you guys have been a big rival of uh, New Orleans, and I mixed on it because you guys often beat play and compete against a Louisiana team. But that Louisiana team also happens to be my former team's rival. And whenever <laughs> we're playing them, I was always uh, like, yo, we, I don't like this beating that they keep giving to us. So I'm very mixed in this triangle life. Also, yeah. you know, you got a lot of good people with the Dallas Reds. I, I know quite a few people. There's what's his name? Uh, Nigerian. There's a couple Nigerians actually. Man, there's too many Africans on that mug. Bro. Well, I'm telling you, the takeover. All right, the takeover. You know what I'm saying? It's different dialects of African on that team. Like, why should I do African accent? I don't even sound like that. I sound like this. You know what I mean? Like, well, my bad. You know what I mean? I got this boy named Simba on my squad. His name's Simba. And you know what I mean? Brendan, I, you get on my nerves. I do not talk like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> Shout out to you, Simba. Shout out to you. Man, oh, I love it. So so kind of backtracking. So you've been playing sports since you were six. Now, I know you were a Texas boy, so I know obviously football was in, in, injected into your blood like a vaccine from the <laughs> I, I had to be won a couple state championships. Me no. and Flowers on TV. Uh, Deion Sanders' kids went to our school. You know, nice. what I mean that that was pretty cool. Shout out, DeAndre. I love you. But uh, yeah, man, it's just been it's just been really cool, man. Just going. Actually, I have to say, I'm gonna be biased here. Okay. Okay. I'm saying I've seen different high school football around the United States. I've been yeah. and seen it, but it's just a different atmosphere. Like. Even I got friends that come from – I had a friend from Canada come down here, and he came to one of my games. Like, I played for the Cedar Hill, I played for the Cedar Hill Longhorns. Mm-hmm. We had a real-life, actual Longhorn on our sideline. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, yeah, yeah. Football, football, football in Texas, particularly Dallas, is basically college football but for a different level. That is, look, whenever you have stadiums that are college stadiums, they're college stadiums. Like, that's, it's a different way of looking at the game. Holds holds over thirty five thousand people. Yeah, right. That's insane. No, no high school should be holding that many people and for a high school game. High school, not not college, not even D three college. This in D three college seems I can't even get half of that amount of people in it. And high school game will get like that plus standing capacity. Very much so. It's just I've I've lived it. It's just. It was some of the great. I can actually say that was one of the greatest times of my life. I, honestly, like especially the playoffs run, winning the state championships, uh, and just in Texas too. We don't have like in other states. You got like two, three, or four rounds. We have six rounds to right. get to the state championship. That's a long. That's a long. Like what, my We play a regular season teams. game. It's yeah. too many teams. We play a regular season already, ten games. Then we gotta play an extra six. You know what I mean? To get to the state championship, bruh, like, <laughs> no, like, look, not only do we want to do the uh, uh, March Madness, uh, we're also going to do the bowl games while simultaneously uh, letting the algorithm try and pick who's the number one so we can all come together for 32 rounds of football 
plus the regular season as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. On top of that, we're the I think Texas is the only high school. I mean, Texas is the uh, only state that allows instant replay. Yeah, we have, we have instant replay in high school. Yeah, because te again, Texas, 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 and football is just like a different. It's a different beast altogether. It's yes, a different sir. Beast. So, so, so you had all this, and and this is in high school. Where what happened after high school? Where'd you end up going to college and then ending up arena football? I played uh, college at TJC. It was junior college. Mm -hmm. uh, I that's the only regret in life. I wish I took took track scholarships because I was all state and track. Uh, what was your event? Uh, 100, 200, 4x1, 4x2. You're a wide receiver, John. weren't you? Huh? You were a wide receiver or a corner, weren't you? Right back, baby. That's why I love playing with Hey, listen, that's it. I love it. Why play rugby? I'm like, wait a minute. Especially they have you playing flank for the first time. I'm like, oh, listen, God. listen, I'm, every time they always put you, I'm like, uh, so what do you do? Uh, I play football and I ran track. All right, you're a wing. All right, yes. I ain't I love the wing one that time, but boy, you need some stamina when you play flanker on God and them. Yeah, you dude, need that, that, stamina. That was that was all I did. Look, I I really credit my coach whenever I first started playing because uh, I, I told him I was like I'm a I was a linebacker and I'm a football and a fullback. This is what I do. All right. So he was like, "Yo, we're just gonna start you at flanker, and then you just like just just go get the guy with the ball." And I was yeah. like, that's all I need to know. I don't know anything about being able to pass this ball. No, no. Playing flanker, playing flanker on offense, it was like a second, like a second, because I'm I'm a running back. I've been a running yeah. back since seventh grade. You see the holes. All you're looking at is the holes. Like, bro, like the transition for me was easy athletically, right. but IQ was stuck. Listen. I, listen, my, my Reds teammates are going to be mad at me if I didn't tell this story, okay? My first game ever, okay? Listen, I'm going to be honest. My first game ever. I was nervous. I'm like, okay. They said, Brandon, you do this. I knew, like, I, I read YouTube clips. I did this, did that. I'm like, okay. Oh, man, like really I think studying. I got it. So, I run at 80 yards. Like, my, my first time, I run 80 yards. I ran back of the trial. I ran back out of the trial. I ain't touch it down. Bruh. There's too much football. I, you I just got to get to the stands that don't even exist at the back end. Same, man. I don't like the bad thing. The second time went 60 yards. I had the audacity to high step into the trial line, but I went back to the game. Two, two times in a row. Listen, I'm playing rugby about three and a half of them in four years. My teammates said I would never, ever let they let me live that down to this day. <laughs> I ran out of try line twice in a row in the same game. <laughs> yeah, nobody chasing you. Like, like if you go 60, 60, 80, you know the next person ain't that far behind. Is is it's not that close behind you. So you right. got time. That's the sad part. You got time to be able to get like get your head back together and put it the first time. Okay, we got you. But the second, the second, yo, and you did you get carded for high stepping? Because you gotta. <laughs> Listen, listen, I will let's get I'll be honest. A lot of my inner African American was coming out. <laughs> I, I, I just got like I did a lot of stuff I shouldn't have did. They're like, Brandon, don't do that. Even my black teammates that have been playing for years. Hey bro, you can't do that, bro. I'm like, oh for real? Like, like the one time a dude in the rut getting the ball in the rut, he choked me. Go ahead, I got you. 
he was three times my size. So he came in the middle when I played flanker. Right. He came in the middle. I went up. I picked him up. And just boom. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm getting my revenge. I got carded. But he only gave me a yellow, not red. <laughs> <laughs> You know the sad part? It, 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 it's one of those situations because if, if you're the teammates, you're at one point you're like, "Dang, this dude's good." Yo, I'm glad that we have him. But God, dog, man, we gotta get him in control. <laughs> like, it's like too much, yo. Say, there's so many stories I can't even say on there. That, that <laughs> rugby related, they like Brandon. What is wrong with you? Cause like my homeboy told the whole team when I came. Listen, Brandon. Brandon's coming. He's a, he'll put give you a hundred percent, but he's just a little off and different, which I am. I can't cause I can't listen. Even even Olivia, you know uh, Olivia ODB. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's my, my homegirl right there. Come on. Yeah. So at the home right there, she was like, Brandon, you're you're off. I, I respect you. I like, but you're off. Very <laughs> much so. Cause like we have an all black rugby chat. You know right. what I mean? So we got you got Caroline on there. You got my boy Robert uh on there. You got my boy Courtney Harris. He's on Dallas Red. Hey, you know what I mean? We got we got uh, multiple people on team. It just shocked me and blew my mind during quarantine. Uh, Tito, you know Tito? Of course, Rodriguez. Yeah, T uh, no Tito. The uh, oh, with uh, dreads. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. He's in New Orleans now. Yes, he is. He is. So he's closer to me. And yeah. like he put me on this group because he was like he saw me how I was acting crazy on rugby. He yeah. like man, they put me. I never knew this. Is. I'm like bro, I've never seen so many black people play rugby. I like it brought a little bit of tear in my eye, just a little bit, just nah, a little a bit. Thing to watch. That, it, it's one of the favorite things. Like uh, whenever we whenever we do the HBC Rugby Classic each year, like it's especially even this last year where we had. But this is the most that I think I've, I've invited at one time. And so you're looking at 150, 200 just black rugby players across the board just playing. And there's, it's just – it's spirit, it's hauntingly beautiful. Yeah. You, are, are you kids – are you are you the rugby team? The, the, are you rugby exactly, team? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, the, 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 we, want your, we want your HBCU classic. Which I'm very proud of. Look, Basilio's my guy. Look, I was here for it. Look, this is this is what I these are the rivalries I come for. All right. You know what that made us see? Now you know what happened there? Now MICR and Dallas gotta go again. That means you gotta come back to the HBC rugby classic. You gotta see what's gonna happen again. Yo, bring the rival. Look, this is what happens every year. So, like, check this out. So the first year, it was just the HBC. So it was Prairie View AM and Morehouse, right? Prairie View AM came in, bop, took out Morehouse. Nothing. All right. Morehouse, the next year, 2019. Yo, this was game time, all right? Yo, now, what did they do? 2019, bop. Morehouse comes in, puts it up on Prairie View A&M. What do we got now? Two blowouts, one and one on each team. Now we got a rivalry. You got to come back. This past year, it was a little bit iffy. COVID's been all messing everything up. But whenever we get the Morehouse, Prairie View, A&M, and now hopefully be able to bring in Howard, hopefully North Carolina, A&T. Gramlin. I heard Gramlin's uh, get, trying to get a, a rugby team going. If they, can get just, if, they, if they can get I, – I know, I know the Shreveport guys have talked to me a lot about doing it, and we've been trying to get it even here down at uh, Southern. Um, and now that we got a coach, shout out to, to, to the homie, TC. Um, but, like, she's, she's now enrolled at uh, Southern, so – She's looking to be able to get a be able to coach, and that's all we've been looking for, like a lightning rod, somebody to be able to just 
grab that coaching and be able to take it over. But yeah, no, like all we do is it, it just sets the rivalry of everything. So as much as as long as teams come and then they win and then somebody underdog and wins again, yo, this is what we this is what we want. So whenever it comes to like Southern and Grambling, if we can get them here, because Louisiana needs them badly, and it makes it a lot better to have a home team for the HBCU Rugby Classic as well and be able to expand it more and more and more. Like there's legitimate plans that I have to the development of this and so many other, a few other events that I want to put together for this very thing. This is why I do, this is why, this is the part of rugby that I love. It, it's it's the development that can be had within it, but there's so much familiarity. All it is just kind of like, you're not reinventing the wheel. You're just adding a little bit more elements into it to make it a better wheel. You feel me? Yeah. Yeah, my cousin, I, I now my uncle, right? Uh, my uncle's really old school. Yeah. And he came in, my uncle Leon, he came out to my first rugby, one of my rugby games uh, last year. Right. Well, yeah, basically last year because we could play again. Texas, we know we're crazy. All right, but, you, know, you know, we eat flagrancy, all right? It might not be the Florida ask, but yo, they're flagrancy. <laughs> hey, man, I think we sit right up there with Florida, to be honest with you, with craziness. We don't care. <laughs> y'all just not shouting it as loudly. That's that's the key difference. Y'all, y'all don't have the Florida crazy that's publicized. All right, that Texas crazy exists, but it's not as publicized as that Florida crazy. Oh, you in Louisiana? You live in Louisiana? I live in Louisiana. I live, but I used to live in Florida, so I used to I went to school out in Florida in Tampa. So I got, and then I used to do door to door sales in the middle of Florida. Oh my god, I did door to door sales. Yo, oh my god. Wait, wait, wait. What did we used to sell? Oh man, uh, uh, what the thing up on top? The drain pipes. The uh, word. The gutters, the, uh, gutters, the gutters, gutters, yeah. Oh man, I I used to make so many sales pitches, but like I just got tired of it because every time we went to all white neighborhood, we all got called the cops on, and we had a, a permit to be there, oh, and we still got kicked out. It's the number one reason why I have no love for Naples, Florida. Naples, Florida, and Gainesville's neighborhood were the two places that I've had the cops called on me so many times. I didn't even know that cops snuck on you with their lights off watching you for like blocks before they jumped you. Like that was wildness to me on sale. I'm like, bruh, we, we, we playing a different game out here in these here areas. All right. This, this, this is, and then you out here being like, yo, we just selling for us. It was selling coupons. It was like these two for one, like packets of coupons or that were either like tickets or pizza hut or whatever. And they all know and voided themselves in some way, shape or form. But it was just like, Yo, it it, it 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 wear you out. It wear you out in a different way. Damn. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I just I've done door to door sale. I was a car salesman. I can actually say though, like my favorite job to this day. Like I used to be a a, a sales advisor at Costco's. You know, nice. I used to samples. So I used to make up stuff off the top of my head. Like anything I was selling that day. I, yeah. And then they try it. I'm like, hi, how you doing, ma'am? Try it, like it, buy it, don't deny it, take it home, supply it. You know what I mean? Or I'm like, ma'am, would you like to try a piece of heaven? I made out the Garden of Eden myself. You know what I mean? Would you like to savor the flavor or change your behavior, but do me a favor and buy it today? You know what I mean? That's why I want to eat it. I'm like, yes, embrace the taste. It tastes so good to keep a smile on your face. This, this, this is marketing, people. This is marketing, people. Let, let, this, let it fly, Brandon. Let it fly, Brandon. <laughs> Don't get me started. Don't get me started. <laughs> I'm, feeling good, 
Hey, put this on button pop. They like, wait a minute. Give interview this fool? The dude yeah, that yeah, this 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 is what happens when you get to do your own thing, all right? We we bring on whoever, all right? Whoever keep bringing this energy. I got Man. that certain energy. Hopefully you call me back for another one. I'm ready to listen. I'm get up at five o'clock every day. So anytime you want to get on it, I'm down. Okay. You teach me how you do this so I can watch you do it so I can get back. You know what I mean? Hey, man, I, I'm be honest with you. I, I'm learning on the I'm learning on the job. All right. There's there there's there's no lessons. All we doing is just we, we, we just BSing our way through. All right. This is how we I, do. I put it like this. If you get a lot of views on this, you gotta bring it back. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> if, you get, if you get the most views on it, I can be a partial partner. All right. <laughs> bet. Bet. Got you. I got you, brother. I got you. So all right. So tell me this. All right. So you're getting into rugby, dumping people, running over people, and not getting into the running past the try zone, forgetting that you got to actually, you know, try to touch it down a little bit. So for yeah. you, you know, as you continued going with it, what was the moment? And if you've had it, because you said you've been playing for three, four years so far, right? Uh-huh. So what was the moment that you started to feel like, man, this is the sport for me? When I saw that you could travel and, you know, I mean, you don't have to pay that much money to travel. Right. Then on top of that, they got nationals and stuff like that. And then the MLR came. Then you could probably play overseas. And, you know, what I mean, at the time, I'm like, oh, I'm going to try again, man, because, you know, I'm a competitive person. Right. My IQ is not there yet. I'm not even going to lie to you. Like, I've well, learned a lot. I learned a lot. But overall, I still got to get my IQ down. What's the part that you have the most difficulty with or that you're learning the, your weakness I, on it? I gotta learn how to how to pass with my right hand. I can go with my left. I'm all good with my left. All right. <laughs> that don't that don't that don't end well. Or, or sometimes I do bad decision making. Like sometimes I just throw it up there. Like if I'm getting tackled out of out, I just throw it up there. Or you know, I mean, or positioning with defense. Yeah. You know, what I mean? well, defense. I finally got that down. But just positioning. Like not going well, I know another guy behind me. I don't need to go after a guy. My guy get beat. I don't need to go in that lane because somebody, my man's gonna be wide open right here. I gotta right. know I got somebody behind me, being like a free safety that right. got to my back. I got trust. You know what I mean? Right. So that's what I'm still learning on, and I just gotta and and cardio. Cardio yeah. is. I mean, that's not even that's just something that you just you just work on. It just it just it has to be. Done like you, you you just you're just like okay how much can I run in the game because it almost doesn't you always feel like running outside does enough to be able to get you ready you feel me yeah yeah honestly I love playing wing when I don't want to feel like running the line. I ain't gonna lie I'm gonna be honest I'm, I'm mostly a wing I can actually my no I play flanker I love playing flanker but when I say hey I'm getting tired I got one other humble like put me a wing. Well, let's switch. We switch. Anybody play? I'm like, all right, let me get my breathing. You know what I mean? I'm just sitting on the edge like this. Just chilling. Yo, the pass gonna get here yet? No, no, no. We good. We good. We good. Be like, oh, oh, wait. Okay, okay. They're going back that way. Let me catch my breath. Let me, catch. Let me chill. Let me chill. Let me chill. Yeah. Yo, 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 yo. Guys, yo, guys, don't get them. Let them get on deep. Don't let them get on offense. I'm not ready to go into defense yet. Yo, yo. Let me chill. Let me chill. Keep it in the middle. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, man, like, I ain't gonna lie. Like, that bag of the stuff, I'm like, ooh, don't get I like that. I'm physical. I'll do it. Right. But when it's cold, oh, no, it's I, I ain't gonna lie to you. That's no, why no, I'll no. be on the wing all day. I don't do cold. No, I, no, I, no. I make 
as you know, I'm a southern black man from the south. We don't do cold. No. Nope. See, if, if it's if it's 51, 50 degrees, I'm cold. Nope. Yeah, that my I look, I tell people, look, the moment that it gets below 65, I'm done. Yeah. Like, I'm out. I'm out. I swear to God, I'll never get 2019. I will never forget this day. We played a game. It was it was it was cold. It was raining. And it was only two degrees. I swear to God. No, and God, I witness. I like I wanted to quit so bad that day. But I'm like, I can't be no punk. But I kid you not, right when we got done with the game, I went straight to my car and everything. And when I tell you my head were hurting. Bro, no, oh look, that's real. No, that's real. Look, we did this in Atlanta, and and what made it even worse, I remember this was uh, two thousand and I want to say two thousand ten, two thousand eleven, right? So we go out to Atlanta. We're playing, I think, Atlanta Old White, which is a team that I've come to appreciate now, but loathe basically my entire organized playing career, right? We're going out. It starts snowing, so you know you get that little icy frost on the ground. <laughs> Time out. It was snowing in Atlanta. In Atlanta, yes. This was wow. This was hell for me. Yeah, right? that, that was that was hell that Jeff froze over. That was that was exactly. that. Exactly. <laughs> and then to add to it, they had this Fijian guy who was just an absolute be nicest dude in the world. But if you know Fijians, like if you play against a Fijian, it's just it's just kind of like just another level. Like honestly, like Samoans. Yes, yeah, Samoan Tongans, exactly. Fijians, they like how black people dominate basketball and football. They like that rugby. That's their sport. Facts. And so, like, we had to play against him. And, of course, he's at center, and I'm flanker, and I'm just like, when you hit, it's it's one thing to hit whenever it's warm. At least you know you feel like the body's all right. But cold hit? Yo, I can't feel my hands, and I have to feel my shoulders, and I can't feel my shoulders? No, man. And the that's not a good look. I, 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 I told God, God, you hate me. I, I told him that day. I'm like, you hate me. That's what you want to do. I'm like, you got me out here like, I, like all my all my friends like, come on, Brandon, come on, man. It's totally fine. Quit being a punk. Just move around. I'm like, I'm moving around. I'm still cold. Right. There's not enough room around. I don't know why people say that. Like my kinetic, my kinetic energy does not provide enough warmth to make this worthy. All right. It, it doesn't work. Especially, you know why? And I realized, especially here in the South, because we got all this humidity that's going around, so that cold air just gets frozen, and it just becomes frozen water around the air, and you're just drowning at that point. Yeah, but it really we really don't even have a whole four seasons here in the South anyway. You really don't. Yeah, it mostly be cold a little bit, get right back warm in the wintertime. Like, I remember last year, it was 100 degrees in the middle of the wintertime. I will never forget that. Right, and then, the then you guys have to freeze. Say, man, I like people. The people in the all black rugby group still give me so much crap because I'm I always talk about Texas. This Texas. you see my posts a lot. I am a full hearted Texan to the day I die, right? Straight up, right? I, I love I love my state. Like, if anybody would say, Oh, even Texas, and that, that boy good, that boy good, you know what I mean? Wait a minute, Texas. Hey, hey, that's tight. Look, listen, if you tell me this, honestly, in any other t- true Texas, we feel like, you know what, we can not be Americans, we can be Texans, have our own country. Straight right. up. Yeah, yeah, you guys no. are crazy like that. That's what, that's what I said. It, it, it's a crazy, but it doesn't have the public, the public wildness that Florida does, but it's there. 
It's all there. When half your state is a desert and you guys still have people living in it, that tells you the crazy that's there. Let alone East Texas. That congregates a whole other level of crazy. Hey, that's why I play ball at that's why I play college ball out that way. I, I that's a, my first time to the day. That's the first time I've ever seen the KKK. Bar oh, none. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't yeah. even know that existed until I went to college. Like, like, if you feel it like a story until you're like, oh, oh, you guys are like legit. You guys like hate, hate. Like, yo, this is, this is, yo, wow. But that's what I'm saying. Like, dude, I remember going through in El Paso, going to El Paso, and I was like, oh my gosh, wait, this isn't just stories? I'm like, this is just shit, stuff that movies made up. No, nah, no, nah, you guys are real with it. Oh, and I saw real tumbleweed. I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, I can't. I just. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, nah, 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 you got to play too much out here. What are you doing? I said in Dallas. <laughs> Bro, yeah, you, that's, that's two Texans. That's two Texans. Like, let me let me get back to Louisiana, all right? We got our ramen, but ain't hey, 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 y'all go back to swamps. Hey, right? I, like, I, exactly. I'm going to deal with my gators. I'm not going to deal with tumbleweed. For some, that's my line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my cousin, he from Lake Providence. Oh, I, yeah. I, at Lake Providence and um. Yeah, it, it, the, the heat's not as hot. Y'all's heat is sticky. That's it. That see, that's 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 why the cold be cold out here because it's the stickiness of the, that humidity. It's it, it you, you when you, okay, let's put it like this: when you sweat and you get punished by your sweat, you know you in you in humidity, right? Like whenever it's a negative for you to sweat. When it gets cold, so it drops to like sixty. That's why that sixty degree, or God forbid, when it dropped to thirty degrees, and it was that you may as well call it negative ten. Just have to call a negative ten. Just, just kill me at that point. <laughs> don't, don't actually kill me, guys. Amen. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, rugby it, it showed me a lot. Honestly, like right. honestly, my again, my first year playing rugby. I mean, we probably started playing sevens. Yeah, and a friend of mine named Matt Dawson, he white guy. He like he put all this. I'm like, what the heck is he doing? Like all over, like sunscreen, all over. Brandy, you want to try something? I'm like, bro, what is that? He said sunscreen. Bro, I don't use, I've never used sunscreen since I was eight years old. One time in life, I've never used sunscreen. He like, you know, black people get skin sick. Like, that is true. But every time I try to put sunscreen on, my, my skin breaks out. Right. That's why I don't do it. You're covering pores. You're not protecting this again. You're just covering pores at that point. Yeah, you like, are you sure? Like, I understand you have melanin and everything. I understand that, but you, I'm telling you, going to like, bro, I have really been. I play out in 110 degree heat and right. football, red track in it, all that. I'm good. I don't need any sunscreen. I'm good. <laughs> no, no, but it's real though. Like, sevens during the seventh season. So, for you, like, I know sevens has always been actually one that I, I have a mixed feeling with it because even though you're a flanker, you know, you're dealing with all the sides. So I love the element of, and the sociability and the competition. But for me, I never got a chance to have that high level of competition just because Baton Rouge wasn't wasn't really looking for that during sevens. And, then when, it, and when I started, it wasn't really – sevens didn't, wasn't important. It was practice. It was basically just warm-up. So for you, you know – I when was the when did you get introduced into to rugby culture? Because I feel like there's a difference between what you do in the game oh, versus easy, what happens in the game. I think is easier to acclimate, especially from football. Now the, the culture, culture I honestly fell in love with rugby. Honestly, during sevens, one with the Bloodfest. Nice, nice. Bloodfest, and when I never seen so many people in the stands. Then my team, I was playing D two 
or D three at the time. Right. And you know, I mean, I haven't played D one yet. I'm be honest. I'm trying to get up there. But Slow I got to go to more practices and stuff like that, and the IQ, and I get, on, I get on all my all my play, uh, teammates' nerves. They know me being loud and obnoxious. Yeah. You know, but I'll be that. I will be that weird, loud, obnoxious guy. Everybody got one on their team. Let me be it. I'm good at it. But honestly, Bloodfest and Sevens, like our Division One team played in the in the finals, right. and we got a team from all over the world coming to that. That would trip me out. It right. blew my mind. I'm like, wait a minute, you got Kent Canadians here? Then we played the French international team in the championship, and yep. just, they flew down here for it. I'm just like, I'm like, this is crazy. The atmosphere was beautiful out there in Round Rock in Austin, where they have blood fest at. It's right. a whole complex for rugby right. down there. They, it is beauty been there? Yeah, yeah. I went there uh 2019. Yeah. For the first time. 2019, yeah. After we went to after we won the championship. I remember. And, I yeah, yeah I was, but I was, I was watching more of the U23s because I was there with stars. I was recording games. I okay, yeah. Oh, okay, I remember stars. I I totally remember. Like, yeah. Then uh and the, the culture was beautiful. Like I ain't gonna lie, I, I love it. I, I I love rugby, and I can tell my mom, thirty one years old, and she was telling me she was trying to make me not to play rugby. Like you ain't gonna do. It. I'm like, I got my own place, right? I got my own job. I pay my own bills. <laughs> I'm gonna play this game. <laughs> I'm thirty one. My mom is still telling me what to do. Oh no, that's forever. Will. Like they, 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 they it, it's forever stuck. I don't I don't know how anybody can ever us be like yo yo. I, I'm at age. I can't listen to my parents no more. I was like, nah, nah, nah. You got. I'm, I'm 31, but you know what I mean. I talk. I, I scream my mama when she's not around. <laughs> when she's not around, I will scream at her and tell her what I feel. But in her face, I'll be quiet. Yo, <laughs> man. Yo, that's how exactly, exactly. So, so, so tell me something. You know. You you said that you did arena football for a little bit before you had made your cut, right? So yeah. from your experience with doing something like arena football to what you got in rugby, what 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 was what was the biggest change that you were able to take from it, and and what is one of the better comparisons that you had between the two that made you be like, okay, comparison I, I me, yeah, comparison, and basically, you know, what I mean, football was born from rugby. Everybody right, knows, sure. so. Again, like I said, the athletic transition is easy. Right. It was just the IQ. I'm still learning so much, like little things here and there. I'm like, bro, I didn't even know that. Like, right. there's so much knowledge you have to soak up with rugby. And, like, I've got a friend that he's been playing rugby for eight, nine years, and he's still learning something new. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, I, I think it, it, it makes sense as to why they always say that it's good to start them young. Because there's so much nuance and chess playing that you do that you don't realize. Because like at the surface level, you're just like, okay, right. You set you guys up, people go out wide, pass it, look for the hole, boom. But then whenever you go into the nuance of it, you're just like, oh no, the why you're setting up this pass is to open it up for three passes down the line to drop people in. Exactly. And you set that phase level up and it's like, oh, the nuance and the timing and all that. Yeah, basically, especially when you go up. In the in, in levels, yeah. Like when I've been up in levels, I've and I've seen the D one players play. I see MLR player play. It's like it's like a physical game of chess. 
to yeah. be honest with you. It's a yeah. physical game of chess. That's all I can say with that one because it's like the IQ, you got to be like this. Especially when you play MLR. I've watched the Houston Sabercats and and when they play the Seattle, wherever they are. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> you said Seattle, wherever they are. As you say, Seattle, <laughs> where <it's> Seattle where? <laughs> Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Oh. And then, and right. just like, and like they were kicking ball, doing trick play. I'm like, bro, right. I guess this is nice. And this is this is way it's like, yo, how people play into the rules. Like even the kicking got purpose. Not even just like, yo, we kicking to just try and get it down the field. But it's like you, we kicking, but we know that only one person can go. The the person who kicked has to be able to be the first one there. But at the same time, yo, it sets up everybody else along the line and tires out the defense having or offense having to come back to wild. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not even gonna lie. I like to go chase the ball when they say Brandon go chase, because I'm mostly sometimes I mean, the that's fast. Anyway. You were a punt returner at some point, weren't you? Yeah, I played punt return, punt return, exactly. kick return. That's that's uh, all it is. That's all it is in a nutshell. I'm like, like I like kickoff. It's so easy. It's so easy for me. Cause like I'm not getting blocked. And then on top of that, I'll go jump over like they'll say, Brandon, go get that ball and then we we'll have to kick it out into the right corner by a try line. I'll jump over the new catches and score. <laughs> I like or I or I like I let him catch it, just light him up. Like when he hit the ground, I'm right there. It's like it's yeah. I'm like, it's a sprinter's dream, honestly, because I ran right. hundred meters. Right. It's it's I like speed wise. It's beautiful. I, I ain't gonna lie, kickoff is so easy for me. Or they may even do a jump ball. I ain't gonna lie. One guy just told me he looked at me and I went to a jump ball. So he when I when I jumped there, he said, "I'm not jumping with you." I ain't <laughs> <not>. <laughs> you know what I mean? He wasn't being a dick. Oh, I, can I say that? Yeah. Okay. Uh, he wasn't editing over here. We oh, over here. I, I, I thought you were kid friendly, so I just I was trying to be. You know what I mean? We are here to corrupt the children early, all right? <laughs> we bring them into the fold nice and early. Look, look, kid. You know, after the game, he's like, bro, I knew you were going to jump higher than me. Listen, I play basketball, but I know my limits. And I just looked at your body and your calf muscles. I don't know where the hell I'm gonna jump with you, okay? For genealogical reasons, you know. What I mean? <laughs> I'm like, you got fair point. I can't even get mad. I can't even get mad at him off that after he told me that after the game. Because like when I jump, he like I'm not jumping with you. He said that right while jumping. I like how you like I'm not jumping with you. Why am I doing that? <laughs> why did, why am I getting that like plies? <clears throat> I'm not. Why are you mad? I'm not arguing with you. <laughs> Who are you? Who are you? <laughs> exactly. Yo, that's facts. Yo, I love that. No, but it's true. Like, yo, that's that's, that's whatever it, it it comes in, and that's that's why I said it's those components that you understand already. But that's that's why I said like. Whenever you come to the atmosphere of what you did with arena football, because a lot of people don't even get to that level. And were you arena one, arena two, eight, two, eight, one? Oh, uh, that was uh, I'll get paid for it in Mexico. So, oh shoot, so you even overseas at that as well too? Well, overseas, yeah. International. I hurt and slightly tore my LCL, but that was I, I was going in crunch for like what four or five days. That wasn't yeah. a real injury. I did. <laughs> I 
jump back like that, but the like again, like I said, Achilles, man, it's it's, it's weird. Like different game. But no, no. Right, huh? No, I was gonna say, but but in terms of the environment, in terms of what you guys were doing as as a team, everything like that, like how have you felt it in comparison to what you've experienced now with rugby? I feel like in rugby, more people got your back. You yeah. know what I mean? No matter what demographic you are, where you come from, you can be poor as I'll get out, but then you can you can be a guy that working at McDonald's right. and your teammate, you're good friends with the CEO of a company. That's how that's how crazy rugby is. Ah. And you can come together and like like I'm not even gonna lie. So I have a ritual on the Dallas Reds. Any 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 new any new uh, white European guy to come from overseas. I yeah. take them to black clubs. I take them to black clubs. Black <laughs> Break them in. Break them in. I've done that more than occasions. I'm not going to say any names because they got girlfriends now. But hey, you know who you are. <laughs> Welcome to Dallas. All right. Yeah. Like, I had a friend. He was, he was from France. And I took him out one time. I took him to all for all black club. He usually mm-hmm. goes to other clubs, you know what I mean? Right. But I'm like, no. I'm take I'm taking you to the the, the Aranchi club. You know what I mean? That I know people, you'll be safe. Yeah. But you know what I mean? But if, if, you, if you left your own devices, yo, if you say the wrong thing, you're gonna you're gonna get it's gonna get rowdy. Right. It was it was crazy. He was friends, so uh, uh, he was like they were like Oh, girl, look how he talking. Yeah, that's always, that's always oh, what it is. Like, how are you doing, Keisha? <laughs> you know, girl, they, I don't ever get that when the girl was twerking. like, Brandon, look how she do her ass like that. It goes next to you, right to you. I kiss you not. Like, ever see, like, his face was like this. <laughs> Say, man. Uh, my, my my boy, he he won that night. That's all I will say. My boy won that night. Look, look. This is why I always say, tell people, I was like, yo, this is the era now of what we call culture rugby. Everything prior to 2020 was people going, bringing culture, and then try and put it into the prism of rugby to create rugby culture. Now it's we're create bringing rugby, and it cr- pushes out culture from that point on. We we adding it and infusing into it because I think it makes such more of an element of not just uniqueness, but of being able to create your own variation, especially an Americanized version of what rugby is that has this amount of everything. So like in what you're doing, like you're bringing people through who through rugby into the black culture, into these black spots that they never would have naturally gone into organically. And that's what it is. When you go overseas, you want to be able to be like, yo, take me to your best spot here. Yo, let me feel the culture at its best. And we have the same familiarity because we play rugby, but now you're going to give me the chance to be able to learn more about what it is so I can take it in and make it like a richer experience. I love being cultured anyway because uh, like my mom, I grew up with my mom. She had mul- multiple people go through the house that are different cultures. Yeah. So I can actually say like when I went to college, I got super cultured because my ex-fiance was from India. Mm-hmm. And my roommate from Germany, my uh, we're on the football, the football team with you from Germany. Nice. He's the he's the dude that got my my homeboy from Germany. I still talk to him to this day. He's the one that got me on J Cole. Honestly, That's when so I heard sideline story, yeah, yeah, in two thousand and nine, 
When I heard Sideline's story, I was hooked ever since. Woo! That's awesome. He came, he came 4,000 miles to tell you about the thing that you could have learned just literally just down the road. <laughs> he got me on Project Pat. He literally got me on. Well, I listened to UGK. I'm from Texas. But all he listened to was J. Cole, Project Pat, 8-Ball, MJT. Oh, like, the dude from Germany, Germany. Yo, this is how you know. This is how you know the hip hop definitely sells. All right, yo. Very much so. It's the <laughs> biggest genre in the world. It's the biggest music yeah. genre in the world. It's overtake, it finally overtook in pop. No, it wasn't even pop that it was the the competitor. It was actually country that was the biggest. Really? The biggest, yeah, country was number one for the longest. That that has the deepest large had the deepest largest. Uh, fan base until hip hop came in, and that's why, like, even now, and this is a whole other subject, and we can talk about this in another one. When it yeah, comes yeah. to the the sub the subcategorization of hip hop at this point, because you have to have it, and it's make if you don't have it, it's what hurts the actual genre itself because people try and compare it against things that are not of it. So you got like your goth hip hop, you got your rock hip hop, you got your classic hip hop, you got traditional hip hop. Like you got your R and B hip hop. Like there's subcategories to this piece that still works within exactly. this umbrella. Is that hey, right now, tomorrow, I'm going to a Brad Paisley concert. I love country. Dude, look, I'm not gonna lie. Okay, so I, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be forward with you. Like I hated country until they started popifying it. And then I was like, yo, you made it a little bit more commendable. And then whenever you got uh what is his name? Uh, uh Darius Tucker. When Darius Rucker started going in, and I was like, all right. Man. I was like, oh, man, I get, let me get my Darius Rucker. Get my South Carolina hoodie and the blowfish. I'm like, yo, let's go, because I hated Cowboy Troy. Cowboy Troy made the hell out of me. But Darius? Darius, Darius got me. I was like, okay, I can enter into this. And then I was ended up going Florida-Alabama line and then dealing with uh, – You know who got me on it? I was a real young kid. It was, it was Gar Brooks and George Strait. When I found, when I heard, I became a George Strait fan when I heard the song when I was eight years old. You can find me somewhere down in Texas by George Strait. I was sold. Garth was Brooks. Sold. See, that's that's it. Garth Brooks almost got me with calling Baton Rouge because they play that every freaking. I've been listening to that song since I was in high school. They play that in every club at the end of every dance, at the end of every LSU game, at the L like call him Baton Rouge. Wait, and then, you want a Thunder Road type of guy? I want Thunder Road. Thunder Road. Look, it 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 worked, but you can call him back it's hometown. Well, that's where I'm at. So we recognize him for the recognize for the spot. You know, so the pride goes in, but then it was just like you, you escalating too much. Like Garth, you're starting to annoy me like this. Like it, it's just too much. I'm getting too much Garth. Yeah, well, Garth Brooks went dark when he went through this weird stage. Oh yeah, whatever you turn into. I, like, I, I don't. And yeah, he killed that character real quick. Cause that was I don't even that look at. That's like Michael Jordan playing for the Wizards, coming out retirement, playing for the Wizards. We ain't gonna yeah. talk about that legacy. We ain't gonna talk that, about that. That, 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 that was an amalgamation time. Like I, I, I literally, I was like, I can't tell if this was a joke or if you're serious. But whenever Chris Crocker made a whole album, and I was like, okay, yeah, yep, all right. Nah, right, my boy, yeah, my boy forever gonna be Chris Stapleton though. Chris Stapleton, Chris Stapleton's a legend. Like I'm not even gonna front, but that's, yeah. that's what I'm talking about. Like it, it's people like him, 
People like him that did the uh, no, he did the whiskey. Uh, who is it, man? You're gonna make me look through my phone. I'm, okay, I got James Dean. No, no, no. That one is good, but not not that one. Um, it was gonna be uh, hold on. Let me let me let me get this. Let me get this because I, I can't. I'm not gonna be able to continue this until I get this figured out. Right? <laughs> I need to get this name out of my out of my head. Let me uh, find that. We, well, let me find that. You probably re- related to me because you got the same. You got to think like me, low key. It is creepy. Look, <laughs> <laughs> look, great minds. All right, this is this is why we all under the guise of rugby. All right, what would it brings together the familiarity, you know? But oh, so, so I'll put it like this. So I think actually my earliest one that was that I liked about that was country was Rascal Flatts because that's R and B country. Yeah, yeah, they have a they have a big black following. Them and Chris Stapleton. Chris Stapleton yeah. has a huge black following. I, I never, when I heard Chris Stapleton, I'm like, this black guy? But when I saw right. him, I'm like, what? Right. That, yeah. that was exactly it. And then the other person who started getting me in was Luke Bryan. And whenever I saw him in New Year's, Come on, man. That, that dude, man, I ain't going to lie. It's going to sound weird, but that dude, when he sings and he smiles, it's like a smile from God himself. I'm like, what? man, God spends a little bit of him in there. It's just like, you know what? Let me bless this these people with, with this great song of his. Hallelujah. Take this voice, young man, and sing this <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed, bro. That's what I'm talking about. So that, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I once I started getting into that, I'm like, yo, I had this mood. Actually, it was even 2014. People don't know this. I, not that they ever really cared, but whenever the Chicago All Blacks were in town, and I went to Chicago to to cover that game, I had to walk around Chicago to go to the practices because I was broke as I don't know what. Boy, when I tell you I was playing country the entire time, out here dancing in these Chicago streets, walking from one practice field to the next, walking like three, four miles, and I'm just like, yo, just take me away, and you did the job. So I'm always forever yeah. forgiven for that. I'm like, yo, country country found its place for me. Yeah. I, and I didn't ever think it was ever going to happen like that. I'm from, I'm from Texas, so country is going to grow on me any way it goes. Again, this is this is, this is is the, like, there's football was the first vaccine in the womb. And then, like, country music, like, is the next one. That one's like, is it going to hit or not? But you're going to be in your system. Like, if it hits, it's going to activate hard. If it doesn't, it's going to just tingle. There's going to be moments where you're just like, hmm. This this is gonna hit right, but I don't know. <laughs> I got I have a question for you that I've no. always been answering people. Do you think the MLR will ever make six figures regularly, probably the next 20, 30 years, if they're still around? Do you I think, think MLR is gonna be even uh relevant in the next 10 years? So if it you know, I'll I'll be a perfect line. In the first year, I wasn't sure. I think the moment that they made the MLR draft and they did that out last year, I thought that was the first time when I was like, you guys are actually trying to be an entertainment company, which is legitimate. That's what sustains them. So to answer your question, will they be a six-figure? I actually think that they, within, I think within 15 years, you'll see them at a six-figure regular income. But you also got to understand, if they get to the point where they're six-figure income and uh, let's say all things stand the same, the rest of the rugby leagues out there aren't putting out that much. Like maybe the only one was the what's formerly known as the Pro 14. I think they call them the Rugby 
something champions now that they got bought over by Americans. But rugby I players, super rugby. I thought super I was so rugby overseas. That's what is New Zealand, Australia, and formerly South Africa area. And they weren't making that much. They were barely doing five figures. So rugby as a professional sport has not been a very monumentally financially beneficial thing outside of France and then a little bit in Japan. Like yeah, how about Japan, that Japan? Japan Japan's a different level. That's my the team that I claim as my rugby team now is Tokyo Gaijin. Get to see Japanese rugby up front and 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 how they function. I understand why it's been able to thrive, but with them, it's professional rugby is more like the 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 company softball team that they just get paid. So like you know that concept whenever they like you bring in ringers. Well, everybody's a ringer for the rugby teams, for the professional teams, and they have companies pay them. So like Toyota and Samsung are gonna pay it out, but it but those are anomalies for the most part. Like in England, um, in in South Africa, in in New Zealand, Australia, they're not paying very much. So if MLR gets to that, and I expect them to, because the American business model is much more sufficient to uh, profit than the European based versions uh yeah. i do see it but i it's it's gonna really depend on if they sell their stars and if yeah. they really really actually decide to truly go full entertainment i gave a shout out again to my guy ryan ginty because he was a guy who's doing the pre-game and halftime show for mlr and he brought an entertainment value that we've been talking about for years but he was able to do that so if they keep on that path yeah I do, do you think, think they, they should have bring in like how NFL films are, like having MLR films? Yeah, I, I feel like that'll bring more yeah. nuances to the to the to the league. Yeah, no, no. Honestly, NFL films it was made the, best the NFL. Honestly, hands down. When I tell you, when I tell you that, okay, I'll give you another story. All right. So initially, I lived. I, I was born in Pennsylvania, lived in Iowa, then came down to Louisiana. Louisiana is when I started really caring about football but it was because my coach told me to start watching the nfl and i started looking at nfl.com and whenever you see steve sable and all those movies bro it made me have a different love for it like it changed my love for football because i was able to get history and story and then connect in with everything else so that's yeah what I, the mlr needs to do honestly if they bring entertainment value and like theatrical feature like film into it, I promise you it'll sell more. I, I'll, I'll say that I'll say that not even just for MLR. I'm going to say rugby as a whole across the board. It, it requires, like, rugby has had an issue with being a very humble sport because of the nature of Brits and, and the humbleness of the South Pacific. But we in America, US, it doesn't work that way. We, no. need, we need the extra. We need the, the celebritization. We need to have the flash. And and that's what sells it a lot. And once you we do it here, it ends up trickling into other places. Whether people want to believe it, we, everybody follows America. Honestly, everybody follows American entertainment. It and does. Look, everybody around the world, they see what America do. Okay, we're going to try to do that too. Exactly, exactly. Because we commercialize in a different way. Like we, we, it's a consumer nation, but it's a consumer nation that works because it sells truly entertainment in 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 probably the most, in not even probably in the most efficient way. So. In rugby, and this is why this is why I do the things that I do. This is why we have these people, and I, I'm so happy about seeing this industrialized 
ecosystem kind of starting to build within rugby lately, where we get a little entertainment, we get the teams, the, we get the culture variation, we get the 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 behind the scenes. It's coming together. Um, it's just that there hasn't been a lot of what they call stakeholders to uh-huh. to put in. So we've all been trying to find the money, but yo, we're about to break through because shit, it's, we don't have a choice. Yeah. And then on top of that, like, I was thinking about, uh, I was talking to some of my friends and I, they were like, bro, why don't you do, the friends I grew up with, they, they always come to my games. Yeah. And they're cool with the rugby team. They said, bro, why don't we do a skit about how hood dudes play rugby when you bring yeah. a hood dude in rugby? You it's, know what I mean? Stuff like that. It'll be, I think it'll be fun. I think that's a pretty good idea. No, I, I don't think. I know for a fact it would work. It would be hilarious. It's parts of it that you have to have. That's where we talk about the culture and association where people can actually relate into the sport because otherwise people always look at it as the foreign sport whenever it's like, no, yo, this is a networking. This is your bridging sport. Like, yo, you didn't even realize that you needed rugby because we haven't shown you how to connect over to it. So yeah, again, this is why, this is why it goes back. Yo, if we're doing the, doing the reels or you, you're doing the doing these podcasts. We're doing these documentaries, shit like that. So get your guys to do it, man. There's, we need more. There's so much space in it. We'll find the money if it needs to get to that point. But effort, man, get it started. God, yeah. no. <laughs> like my friend of mine, like, like I ain't gonna lie. I feel like rugby got got sparked because when ESPN started doing uh, Perry Baker highlights and he'd been on the top ten and stuff like yeah. that. Every, that was that was a lot of my friends when they like rugby. You talking about that dude that jumped over that dude or shook that Fijian dude? Yeah. Like I don't know lie. That was still something that the sickest move I seen, dude. I, I watched that live. Dude, he that, did that. That was nasty. And the that, Fijian dude was pretty fat. He was he was like world renowned and and or that time when Perry Baker uh went to go track that dude down. Like yeah. he he did, walked him down. Right. Oh that's, but that's oh what I'm saying. It's, it's those things. Those are what has to be hit. That's where you start to get it. That, that's why I said, like, it goes into you have to celebritize these guys. You, you got to celebritize them in it. Like, for me, if I'm the MLR, you, they, you just finished the season, right? You got a whole winner. At this point, you need to find your three to four best, best and most personable players and send them on a media tour around the country. Any podcast, any freaking national show, everything. You, you, if you got to pay them extra to do that, that is your marketing to move forward because but they USA rugby. Them. USA rugby not I, like they do well, so bad, man. US, so, so you. This is where I, you got to understand, and and this is where I, I'll do the pullback. Okay. USA rugby. USA rugby's job is not to do that. Like even in the elite stuff, that it's that's not where they're supposed to be. Their job is to put together the team for international and create a structure for the rest of the country. Everything else should be done privately. That should be private. So when it comes to the celebrity, like MLR is private, not USA. Like it's, you know, they have to pay dues to USA Rugby, but they're private. They need to send their own guy. You got investors. When it comes to Perry Baker and, and Carlin Isle, uh, the Nia Tappers, Kristen Christie, uh, uh, Christy Kirsch, the uh, uh, Jordan Mateuses, all the people that play at the international level, to some extent, USA Rugby needs to provide the gateway for them, but there needs to be the other private entity that pushes them. So, like, say whatever they do with this Premier Sevens, 
these guys need to parade these players around and just sell. You got to sell because we, the only reason people don't know us is because nobody hears about it. And then when you hear about it, like whenever you heard about rugby, how many times did you start seeing rugby people pop up everywhere? Yo, I used to play rugby. I know a rugby guy. I know this rugby person. Say, you know how you know many times? Yeah, I got told, I ain't going to lie, in the black community with rugby, it's, it's a different dynamic. Because honestly, yes. I've been told you're weird. Why are you playing that white person sport? Or, or like, wait a minute, you ain't getting paid for it, so you just letting fools just hit you? I'm like, you don't say nothing with semi-pro dudes, semi-pro football, they ain't getting paid right. for it. And right. honestly, I feel like the USA Rugby, I feel like rugby's more organized than semi-pro football. And right. you want to be honest with you? True. You got more people that are more reliable. Right. More people going to have your back. Semi-pro right. football, everybody doing just a gateway or a stepping stone to get up on top of somebody. That's all it is. Exactly. I played semi pro football. I would never play that again. That's the most unorganized, hoodest, craziest experience I've ever been through. Like, bro, I mean, before a game, we're in the locker room. And, like, bro, I saw these dudes smoking weed and sniffing coke in their in the nose before the game. I'm like, bro, I know we're down, but goddamn, we had the 92 Cowboys. We had the back <laughs> Yeah, we got some scouts out there coming to watch you play. For what? This is semi-pro. <laughs> ain't nobody seeing you. Ain't nobody come to see you, Otis. <laughs> Bro, no, that's real, though. And that, that's why I'm saying, like, and, and look, I'm even taking one step further. I think you can even do more with rugby. That's why, like, so... For me, like MLR is great for credibility, and I'm gonna let you go in a little bit. But nah, it's great to stay up all night. I got all night. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna do a part two on this one, but you know, yeah. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna let you. But like with rugby, with MLR, it creates a credibility stance. But you don't have to aim to be in the MLR. You can tour, and that can be a paid element. Like they do this with Tiger Rugby, like touring. So like you bring all star teams together and go around the world. You go tour. You can do you can do your own cars within the country. You can go do your own team over. Like there's so many variations of how to be able to go play rugby and experience See, it. I didn't even sport. know that. I didn't even know that. Dude, look, let me tell you this. There's one place that you absolutely need to go play rugby at, and this is in Southeast Asia. I'm gonna tell you this because you what you think is tournament here? No, that shit is light here. They give you a full event. I'm talking about cheerleader, dancer. Example, in Vietnam, all right, for the dues that we paid, we not only got our own uh, charter bus that they provided for us, they gave us our own cheerleaders to be able to root for us, specifically our team, that were part of the Hooters girls. On top of that, we had our own tent that they hooked us up with all the drinks. After the games was done, they provided us a social that they had like a, a whole performance happening on the stage for the players, a light show and all this, bro, this was in Vietnam. Like this was what, this is Saigon's tens. So, and this happened even Bangkok, Phil, uh, uh, Manila tens. Like it's a different world. Listen, in listen, I would love to go to Asia because mind you, I go to a predominantly Korean Baptist church. So Word. I'm used to it. And you know what I mean? And just, I've always wanted to go to Asia anyway. It is, you know what I mean? Asia is by far one of the dopest places I've ever, I've never felt so safe in my life. 
Never felt so safe in my life. It is in Bangkok. Oh my god, Bangkok is amazing. Bangkok was simple. Look, let me put this, okay? I, I, a lot of people are gonna try and disagree with this, but these are people who don't go overseas or they go overseas angry, expecting to get American stuff. Being black in Asia was by far like be, it was like being a celebrity. I've never had one so many people want to take pictures with me, and two, yeah. so many people be so damn accommodating. They are so accommodating. I mean, dead ass strangers just randomly being like, yo, how can I help you? How can I help you? What's really Man, good? That sounds like Texas. Bro, <laughs> oh, it was amazing. It, it was, it's like Texas without the guns. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's about to be up in flames on September 1st. Well, it's yeah. another story of another day for that one. Bro. But yeah, like going overseas and being able to touch it, it's a different feeling of playing too. Because it's playing in the States is you, you playing amongst your people, right? But whenever you go overseas, it's you literally feel like you're playing the world. And it feels just just dynamically different. It's just dynamically different. So that's why I go like it's an aim. Go try and do that. Go do tour squads. If you're not, even if you're not getting paid, raise it up, go overseas to be able to go play because you're gonna feel it's going to make you love rugby to an extent that you've never met. And then on top of that, when we went there to find out that there's uh, nonprofit organizations that are rugby based that are helping these kids. And you're literally seeing them change culture, literally changing the culture of the land with the development of these kids. And they're rugby based organizations like it's 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 a different game. This is a different. Yeah, I want to I wanna, now you got me. I had no idea. Now you put me on game. Listen, I'm. I want to do that. I, I, I really want to do that. Like, I, I want to be your podcast partner now. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Here. We got good stands in here. Come on, man. Yeah, you I watch all your other podcasts. I don't think I'm, I'm had you laugh as hard as I made you laugh tonight. That's all your other guests. <laughs> if, I, if, I, if, I, if I'm lying, tell me. Tell me. Look, look, look. We had I've had some good laughs. This was a, some good laughs. This was some good laughs. I, I this this is some really good like because it's natural. That's why it's natural. That's what it's about, man. This has been even the conversation is just chill. Like it's good. It's fun. This is what this is what we do. That's why I like this is this is what we do. That's why you yeah. know you had that match in. So yes, this is one this is one of the hardest I've been able to laugh during a podcast. <laughs> And it just being just naturally going. And we still on subject while still being offside. This is rowdy. Yeah. This is rowdy cousins right here. <laughs> if I don't listen, if I don't be on part two, I'm gonna be. I will mother, I will I will Facebook shame you. I will Facebook and BIPOC and Rug Bank. Just because Rug Bank. Ain't none of Rug and Chuck, that's another story for another day. We ain't gonna talk about that, but still. We're gonna make it happen. No worries. No worries. I, I have no problem on bringing back for part two. I have no problem with being able to do this again. Yo, I have fun with this. And look, this is what this is what we do. Maybe we even make it a, a three part, and we bring in another person because you know we're trying to go higher and higher level. So we're trying to bring in more of these union presidents around the world. Trying to be able to bring in more of these players, get a few more of these Olympians in here. Yeah. You know, shout out Yeah. Like Ben Torres, he's the he's the youth d director, he's the youth uh, coach. Yeah, for, uh, yeah. I met yeah. him at the HBCU Rugby Classic. Yeah, so it's just like Ben. I, I kind of like Ben wants to bring more of the inner city kids in because he told me 
anybody can play rugby and not too much to play for. All you need is a ball on the field. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's all you need. And like I saw our so I I watched the game our youth kids. All them football players, right? <laughs> <laughs> they be up on this, they be on this high end rich private school, right? And a lot of them really just came literally from the football field and come come to rugby. And they just dominate. And they I'm like, bro, yeah. I'm like, bro, where you from? Oh, I'm from I'm from Dallas, you know what I mean? And I just like I want more people of color to get into rugby and start yeah. having a negative stereotype. Because right. I don't like, I was that person that had a negative stereotype. I'm like, bro, black people don't play no rugby. That's a white people's sport. But when I actually got to see more Africans, but Africans African-Americans, we're going to be honest, this different. No, no, I want to see more African-Americans. I, I respect it. Yeah. I, that's why, to be honest with you, I, I utilize the term black American on purpose because I think yeah. it's a much more accurate depiction uh without it being an insult right yeah. i don't and yeah africans that man i see that a lot you see a lot but african-american they just have this mentality of oh i'm not getting paid oh they ain't got no pads oh it's a white person sport i just jumped head first into it i didn't know what i was doing i said you know i'm gonna do it because who got me really into want to really play rugby i mm. saw People that look like me. I saw Nia yeah. Tapper. I saw Perry Baker. I yeah. saw Carl Niles. Yeah. I saw them three. I'm like, bro, oh snap! And like, bro, I actually got excited watching them yeah. three play. You know what? I got excited. That's why we John tell people representation matters. It does. And you know what makes it even better? Those are three genuinely good people. Like they are genuinely nice people. Nia is. Probably one of my favorite USA rugby people. Just in oh, terms yeah. of personality. That's 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 I be having, yeah. having her rolling on my post. No. <laughs> she 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 uh, her 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 genuineness and uh, her ability to connect with the people around at quickly too. Legit yeah. Perry again, a dude. I, like I always remember back in um, what was it, 2016? Whenever he he took the time, they were all packing up, trying to get ready to go. Still gave me the. Good little nine minute interview to be able to do anything. I was like, yo, that's legit. Like, and genuinely good person. Carl and I, even in Chicago, I think I talked with him a little bit there. Genuinely good guy, funny guy. Like, and I'm, I'm going to get my real interview with him because that's this. I, I, I got I, Perry and Carl and I, I have to get it. Like, I'm like, this, let me put it like this I'm getting all the black people. Like, there's, there's not going to be a, there's not like, if there's anything that I'm not, I will get every black. At least elite level rugby player minimum, and I get that out. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie. One non-black player that I love watching is Danny Barrett, bro. Danny Barrett's a Danny Barrett's a whole dog out there, man. That man's yeah, a he's bull, bro. Like he's, and he made it. I mean, like, what? I'm watching Danny Barrett play. Get off me! I want this. This is my yard. It's genuinely <laughs> in it. That's why it's so entertaining. It's that's all you ask for. Entertainment. Entertain me. Show me in this rugby. Show me what it is to just feel like you're you're there, so I can imprint myself in there and be like, "Yo, we dominated your country," and that's why <laughs> that's why I need Great Britain to also lose again. I, I'm forever they're my villains. Great Britain, not not necessarily England, not necessarily the UK, but whenever they use that Union Jack flag, that you know the cross and the blue and the red, yeah. and they're my enemies. All right. But they're they're just England, they're just Scotland, Ireland. Well, maybe not so Ireland. Wales, we good. 
we good in those individual yeah. instances. Yeah, rugby really showed me a lot about different cultures. I met my first British Asian guy that's on our team. Oh, He's yeah, on our yeah. team. His name is Sonny. Nice. Real cool dude. Sonny's so cultured, though. He's like, bro, I went to New York. I've been to black clubs. I love this. I've dated black women. Brandon, I'm used to this. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm already in the culture. Yo, I was at the cookout. Yo, I've been grilling at the cookout. Like, yo, why are you just trying to get me <laughs> Like, I'm a first-timer in this. Yeah, it's just me. I never met a, a Asian British guy with a, a Asian guy with British accent. That by far still got messed me up to the day. I'm like, bro, you're the first, and I've been all around, man. I've never met a British Asian guy ever it, in my life. It changes it. You just the sport is a tool to be able to get opportunities to go as, to other places and to experience other things. You can't do it with any other sport. Like, even if they say, like, soccer is another one that you can travel with, soccer has such a bitter inner competition, whatever, that it just it doesn't work it's the same. Throw. It's, it's a very cutthroat. Exactly. So it doesn't work the same. And you can't do it with basketball because there's such a, a – it's the limitation of size, and you, there's just so many dynamics that you can't utilize for it. So as corny as it is, but people say it, but it's just like, yo, no, it's real. Like rugby is probably the most interesting, and especially because of the fact that it adds the women into it. Like, yo, our girls, the girls sometimes play harder than us. No love. Oh, it's a thing of beauty. But but I feel like they get more. Like I've actually seen when girls play. I've actually seen when a girl can't tackle, she punching the girl. Yeah. these girls are for real, man. No, I'm like, even our, our youth girls, our youth girls, some dogs, man. They I mean. I saw I'm them. Like, I saw them play. I watched them on my field. They're <laughs> punching each other. Like, I ain't gonna lie. I saw one high school game, high school girl play, and one girl, it was she was on our team, but the other girl, she just came out of nowhere with bad attention. Ugh! And they, they get a car. She didn't care. I'm like, what? Why? Why would you do that? But she just did it and just looked down at it. She got carded. And she said, I don't care. She had but it coming. going to happen afterwards? Everybody going to get drinks and the social, be able to enjoy and chill together? And that's where it all solves out? And that's, that's, that's the ultimate culminating yeah. factor on it. So, oh, man, it, it's wild, man. We're going to take this up again. We're going to take we – we can't give the audience everything in one shot. We can't give it to them all. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my God! You gonna get like thirty thousand views in three hours? <laughs> hey, I bet you do. Before you out getting out here, you you saw a lot of my videos. You like oh. you already knew I was thrown off. Oh yeah, no, no. I I was look. I told you when I saw the Atlanta one, and then I saw you like I'm with my cousin. She taking me to the air. <laughs> I was like, Yo. Let's go. But before you put the videos, literally every single question that you put up, every post that you put up in the BIPOC group is something extra wild, let alone what you put on your own feed. You just got wild shit for the sake of wild shit. I'm like, yo, this is a wild boy out here. This man is doing whatever at this point. Yeah, people tell me, even people on my black chat, they like, on black chat, rubbing chat, they're like, Brandon, why do you post stuff like that? I don't know. I just want to. I just feel like it. I, I, I'm, actually, I'm here for it. Like that's what I, I'm not answer every one of them, but I'm like, yo, keep it going. I never want to be in a position where someone goes, yo, Brandon, chill. I'm like, no. 
Well, let him chill. Sometimes that's just what brings the right amount of fire into it. Oh, yeah. Trust me, I got a lot of inboxes when I put in the ruggers and tuggers. If Jesus, if Jesus played rugby, what position would he play? <laughs> or, or I also put, I put like, oh, I know when Jesus came back from the dead, he pulled up on Judas. I know he did. <laughs> No, I saw that one. I saw, I'm just like, yo, this is a wild boy over here. This is a wild boy. Brandon, man, where can they find you, brother? Oh, I'm on Facebook. Brandon Davis. You're going to see a picture like me. You know, with my rugby stuff on. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that good right here. Or you can catch me on Instagram, Brandon Davis, 2825. I don't know why I put the 2825. All the others, uh, my were gone. So I just said, go ahead and do that. So you can catch me on there, or you can catch me on Snapchat, Brand Davis 34. Football jersey number 34, back in the day. But Brand Davis, Brand Davis, B-R-A-N-D-A-V-I-S, 34. Let him know. <laughs> Find them, people. Find them, people. Brandon, man, dude, I, thank you so much for coming through. This was this was legit awesome. This was legit great. <laughs> All the things going to happen, but I legitimately enjoy I'm. You know why? This is why I enjoy taking the risk. Be like, yo, look. Well, it's either gonna be either we're gonna force it and we're gonna have some fun, or it's gonna naturally have some fun. So this is natural fun. Oh, it's gonna be natural. Wake up, baby. Single, no kids, good credit. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh man, bro, thank you, bro. Yeah, man, Brandon, I appreciate it. That was so much fun. Thank you so much for being on the show, and guys. Yo, please check out some of our amazing guests. Last week, we had Jen Salomon from Mexico, uh, rugby women. We had um, Cody Melfi, Olympian on USA Rugby Men's Sevens. We had Mick Feely of the uh, United Citizens Foundation. The Citizens... <laughs> Citizens United Citizens. Citizen, United Citizens Foundation. Why do I keep saying the United Citizens Foundation? We had Mick Feely of Citizens Rugby Foundation. And we've had so many great people. Maria Thomas of Trinidad and Tobago. We've had uh, Akinola Raymond of uh, Old Blue of New York. And future-wise, uh, you know, uh, hopefully USA Men's Sevens. Kirill Guthrie of the James G. Robertson and... Uh, Pat and Clive Sullivan Foundation, Marquise Goodwin, uh, Robert Perry, head coach of Curtisau Rugby, Marquise Goodwin, vice president of the uh, Southern California Rugby Referee Society. We have had Nicolette Pantor of Trinidad and Tobago. We have had Ryan Ginty of Next Level Rugby. We have had Warren Mullis and Preston Thompson of American Rugby Pod. Tozan Tutsitanway of Viral Rugby. Uh, we've had Kudachiba Rugby out of Brazil. Tiffany Faye, uh, the former Women's Rugby World Cup captain for 2017. And... Uh, Coach and, and for uh, Roots Rugby, Tiara Max, Senator, State Senator for Rhode Island, Komagandi Fishman, Head Coach of All Navy Rugby and USA Rugby Board Member, Dr. Emilia Luciano, World Rugby Referee and the <laughs> Commissioner for the Harvard Men's Rugby uh, Rugby Union, uh, not Harvard League, the Ivy League Rugby Union. We've had some great people, man. Go check out. We're we're, we're talking. We're, we're, what is it? We're 59 episodes in, y'all. You got so much great stuff, and it's be able to do it because you guys keep listening, and we have so many stories to tell, and I want to thank you. 
and I hope that you guys get to enjoy it and continue to like it. Please, again, don't forget to subscribe, whether on your podcast, whether on YouTube, either way. Definitely, you know, follow us on Instagram. We want to make sure that we're constantly being able to give back to you. I want to make sure I'm constantly giving back. And this is a way to be able to spread information and let you guys know some of these gems that people can use to be able to get better and be better and do better and make sure that we continue to grow this sport the way it's supposed to be done for everybody. So at now, I hope you guys know, though. I hope you guys know. I hope you guys know. I hope that you're happy. I hope that you're healthy. And, of course, I hope you know that you are highly favored. Until next time, cheers.